0: Good morning, and welcome back to It's a Non-Negotiable for Me with your hosts, Marissa and Alexis. And I hope everyone is enjoying a crisp fall day in their hammock while listening to us today.
1: Yeah, didn't you go hammocking yesterday?
0: I did, and it was amazing.
1: What brought that on? Were you just
0: like, I'm going to go hammock right now? Well, it was the first day of Vlogtober yesterday, October 1st, and I went and got brunch with my mom. We had mimosas, and then... I just kind of was thinking, I'm like, well, what do I want to vlog today? Like, I have the day. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, I can literally do whatever I want. And I'm like, I want to go hammock. And it was beautiful. So I took both dogs and we went and hammocked and sat outside. That sounds so nice. I should do that.
1: I have a hammock. I should really take advantage of that. And like, you should go outside and like sit. Yeah. It's just especially read. Like you could just read. That would be nice. Maybe when it gets cooler outside. So it's not like 80 degrees while I'm in a hammock.
0: Yeah, because for you, you're in Florida. But for me, it was great. That's <laughs> so nice. I'm jealous. It was, yeah, it was much needed. And it was like a good way to start off October, and to like take time on the first day to just like already take a me time. Mm-hmm. I think will help set the precedent for myself of like, you know, you can pencil in a little bit of me time every day during Vlogtober. Absolutely, you can. You should. I know I, I know I should, but <laughs> put yourself on your schedule. I know. Well, and I talked about it in my October Reset video that this is the first year that I don't have two jobs and I'm trying to do like a Vlogtober or Vlogmas kind of daily vlog thing mm-hmm. because every year prior, and I've been doing Vlogmas since 2017, and every year since 2017, I've had two jobs plus whether I was in school because yeah. I was in college and all of that too. And then doing it. So I'm like, I was way too busy to really enjoy it and to not have mental breakdowns through it. So no wonder I was having mental breakdowns after like day six. (laughs) And this year is going to be my first year that I just have my one job and then this. So I actually have the time to enjoy it and to like go do fun stuff. And like yesterday where normally I would have had to work probably like six or eight hours, but I just had time and I'm like, wow, i can go hammock yeah. <laughs> and still vlog it so like it's a best of both worlds and i'm excited to see like how that plays out the rest of you know vlogtober it'll be a good fun calm vlogtober fulfilling i'm hoping i mean definitely with a sprinkle a little bit of chaos in because yeah. like what is my life without some chaos oh, but it keeps it interesting
1: exactly
0: well, I have, of course, a lot of things planned for October. Do you have anything fun planned in October? Oh my God, yes. Um, well, I went to a seafood festival
1: this past weekend, so I got to do that on the first day of October, and I'm going to a concert next week with my mom, going to a pumpkin patch. What concert? Noah Khan. Going to go see him.
0: I thought that was in December. No, it's next week on Monday. Oh, I thought you asked like Conan and I to come down in December for a concert. No,
1: October. But it's okay. My mom's gonna Oh. Come,
0: so she's going to go with me. And it's in, I'm so mad
1: because it's in Jacksonville. So I have to drive five and a half hours to get there. And then right after I bought these tickets, like the next week, he announced another tour, like date, only an hour from me. And I was like, I'm not risking to sell these tickets and buy another one. So whatever. It'll be fun. I'll get to see a new city, go into a pumpkin patch at some point stuff like that very i don't know
0: fall halloween haunted house the perfect vibes yeah did you see that in his last concert he had french braids in i did not see that yeah he like did little double yeah. double french braids i have seen him do looking that like a, a baby marissa with her short hair and braids yeah
1: <laughs> i love it i think it's so cute He's just a whole And Olivia
0: Rodrigo actually sang one of his songs live. (gasps) I didn't know that. Yeah, you'll have to... How am I up to date on your artist? I don't know. I don't
1: know. I am not... Like, social media has not been my, like, go-to lately. So I'm a little behind
0: on everything, if I'm being honest. Well, that's okay. I'm always on social media, so... (laughs) That's true. My algorithms just, like, rotate, and I'm on probably every side of everything, but just... A small amount and something funny that's been happening little pop culture moment is taylor swift has been going to the chiefs games yeah i'm on that side of and TikTok. like just breaking the internet just to show up to a football game yeah and i'm i'm living for it but also now my algorithm is like showing me random football clips and i'm like i'm not into football don't do this so to me. much
1: football stuff too of like the chiefs and like Travis Kelsey and his brothers like podcasts that they have like all I guess like recently Taylor Swift went to a Chiefs game and like Blake Lively and Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds and like
0: it was yesterday yeah
1: yeah, Sophie Turner was there
0: Mm -hmm. crazy stuff I don't even I don't keep track of any of this I don't know why I know it all (laughs) well that's I'm living for it though because imagine okay Taylor Swift writes a song about a boy and you know it's about that boy and then you marry that boy and then you divorce that boy you get to sing taylor swift songs and scream them at the top of your lungs about the guy that you are like it's about that guy like all of us have to imagine all these different guys and boyfriends that we're singing about where sophie turner gets to scream at the top of her lungs mr perfectly fine yeah in the way that taylor swift intended (laughs) that's so true that's so so true Sophie and Turner. I love that for her. And I'm also just living that they broke the internet. You know, oh, they went yeah. to dinner together and everybody's like, oh, they are together. And like Sophie Turner won Taylor Swift in the divorce, like just kind of being funny about mm-hmm. it. And, and I'm like, mm. and apparently, I don't know if this is true, but I did see that because Taylor's on tour and she's international right now, she's lending out Sophie Turner or she's lending out her apartment to Sophie Turner and her kids while they like go through the like divorce and everything, that's her sweet. New York apartment. So I was like, that's so nice of her. That's really, really and. Sweet then she's been at the the Chiefs games, breaking the internet with the mom. And I don't know. I'm like, I'm between. Because some people think that like, they've been talking for months. And then some people think that they haven't been talking for months. And I'm like, there's no way that the first time we're seeing her with her mom, or with his mom, is her screaming at the top of her lungs like, let's fucking go! Like in the box. Yeah. Like, if that was her first time meeting the mom, like, I feel like she wouldn't be acting like that. But maybe... Maybe she's just like, fuck it. But I'm like, this has to have been going on for a little bit. Because there's no way the first time meeting this guy's mom, she's like screaming.
1: Yeah, I feel like, I don't know. I think celebrities are usually pretty private with their like personal lives too. So like there's Mm -hmm. no way that this would be the first time at like a football. You know what I mean? Like
0: that's a thought out thing. Yeah. And I also heard that she brought cookies to her for the first game. And I was like, oh it's just the cutest thing ever I'm living for it I think it's really cute I'm not going to be one of those crazy people that are like they're getting married because like she can just casually date or just casually hook up like she can just go to a football game like it doesn't mean anything but there's definitely just fun Taylor lore happening right now and I'm living for it of course and like they drove away in like a convertible car so then everybody's you know like the getaway car song and like reputation Mm, mm. taylor's version supposed to be coming soon so they're all like this is so reputation coded and like there's just so much and of course i'm on that side of everything so i get all the videos i love that i love that you're so into it i'm so into it yeah (laughs) and then somehow i get noah khan stuff in there too and i'm like i don't even listen to this man you should but i still i know i should and i like I think there was one song of his that came on the radio or something like that or like on my spotify Mm -hmm. if it was just playing like recommended songs and i was like oh i think this is Noah Kahn or whatever and it's just i feel like i could get into it in certain environments or like i have to be in a mood to listen to like in my head yodeling you know like the the fuck are you talking about (laughs) i'm not saying he's like actually yodeling but like it's very like i've mm, never heard i don't know
1: he's very similar like Hosier, like and stuff like that, like it is folk, but folk isn't yodeling. Yodeling's country. I'm
0: just, I'm just saying that's what I'm, I'm like, I, that's what I think of with the way that he. I can't even do it. I'm Girl, not gonna this is going to be the fantasy. But like the way that he like changes again. his like, <laughs> you're like the way he changes his pitch and stuff is like, and to me it's like, Ooh, and it's all like folky, like yodely. <laughs> I cannot track In my head this
1: i get what you're saying i i don't agree (laughs) but that's okay
0: well my only taste of folk right now is like folklore and evermore which is taylor's two like folky albums which aren't like the most folk things that you can listen to but they're folk technically you should listen to them i think you would like them if you like noah khan because she has a lot of like bon ivor is like featured in there in a lot of the songs or i don't want to say a lot but like at least two um and he's very folky so like that's your folk taste of Taylor Swift. You should listen to those. Yeah. Okay.
1: I'll look
0: into it. And that's where I'm like, I need to dip my toes in. I need the gateway drug into folk, which is Taylor Swift right now, because I can't okay. go full Noah Khan. I'm like, what?
1: But that's fair. But Noah Khan did just release a song with like Post Malone and stuff, so he's not like super. I don't know. I haven't heard that. Really? Yeah, he released one with. I don't think so. Post Malone. He just came out with one with, um, oh, the country guy. That's really popular. Zach Bryan. Um, mm. One with Lizzie, Something, McAlpine,
0: Alpine. Something like that. So he's like... What if Taylor Swift and Noah Kahn did a song together?
1: Maybe someday.
0: Maybe someday they will. I feel like that would be iconic. Yeah. Question for you. Mm-hmm. Have you ever felt out of place in a job?
1: Uh, A job job, like specifically?
0: Well, not like it doesn't have to be a career job, but even if like working at McDonald's, like any job or whatever, have you just kind of felt like, "Mm, I don't know if this is the best fit for me?
1: You're not going to like my answer. (laughs) (gasps) Oh, it's not. It's not a no. I've, I've loved every job I've worked. And when I feel like it's not a fit for me, I leave. That's good, though. Basically. That's really good. That's not common for a lot of people.
0: Did we talk about, I don't know if it was like on an episode or if it was a part that we could, where we talked about, I did like an interview and it was like my best interview. Yes, we did talk about that. Was that on an episode? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, because I talked about how I like told these people, I'm like, yeah, what's your five-year plan? And I was like, as long as it's mutually beneficial, because I will leave, I will dip. Yeah. <laughs> and you should. I love quiet quitting. I love the era of just like, no, I'm going to go get a different job. Yeah. And that's what I've always like. Because I done. think on the flip side, I, right. But I think on the flip side, a lot of like employers think of employees that way, especially like large corporations. They're very much like, if you're not going to do it, I'll find someone who will. Yeah. Like you can quit. That's fine. Or like you're late three times or whatever. Like, you know, all the rules then they'll they'll fire you. You're out. I'll find someone who can fill your job. That's fine. But then like the narratives flipped and I feel like it caused a whole uproar. Like there was a big port of like quiet quitting and people talking about it and stuff. But I'm like, why can employers do that to me? But then I can say like, hey, this isn't serving me. I'm going to go. You can find yeah. someone who will. <laughs> and then they're like, what the fuck? Kids don't want to work anymore. These kids don't want to. And I'm like, mm, I just don't want to work for a shitty place. <laughs> See,
1: and maybe that I've just like been really lucky because all of my jobs have been great. Like my employers, like my bosses have all been phenomenal. I'm friends with a lot of them on Snapchat or Facebook or Instagram too. So I think I've just lucked out with having really good in- work environments. I like that. I'm yeah. happy for you. Thank you. I know that that's <laughs> not super common though,
0: and that's why I was like I- this is not the answer you're probably looking for. I've had many a jobs. Mm-hmm. Like I've really done a little bit of everything cuz I kind of have the viewpoint at least right now while I was young, especially in high school and college, like I needed a paycheck and I wasn't you know like looking for a career per se, so I would Quote unquote job hop if something just wasn't, you know, paying me well enough mm-hmm. or people were just being shitty. I was like, I'm just going to go get a different job. Like, I don't have time for this. I'm not going to put up with this. And I did a lot of stuff. And every time, like, specifically, there's this one person that I worked with at Starbucks and they would just mention something. I'm like, oh, I used to do that or whatever. And then I got to the point that it was like the running joke that, like, what have you not done, Marissa? What job yeah. have you not had? <laughs> and I'm like, I-, I don't know. Like, I just, I just have a lot of jobs. But at, or I, I have a lot of jobs but I have had a lot of jobs as well and I kind of do a little bit of everything I've worked at like a a pet doggy daycare place Mm -hmm. I've been a cheerleading coach I've done financial aid and admissions at Ohio State I've done McDonald's I've done Starbucks I've done like anything and everything that you could think of and now you know I've been working at Trek which is like a bicycle company for since 2020 so like three years and I love it love the company love my job it's great Um, but I yeah I haven't been able to say that so much as like for all of my jobs I've usually liked everybody I've worked with in terms Mm -hmm. of like you know co-workers but it's always something to do with management or the actual company their policies or just their morals and values that did not align with me and I know that Also, there's people that aren't in a place that they're able to kind of hop for those reasons, but that is something that I feel very strongly on. So if there's a job that I'm not liking how they're running their business or if it's kind of like unethical in my way or like, I don't really like the way you're doing this. Like I was not a place of privilege to be able to quit that job and go get a different job because I'm like, I don't align with your company's values and I don't want to align myself with your company. (laughs) That's fair. That's definitely understandable. And I think... There's so many things and I don't want it to sound like I'm like go Trek because they have taught me so many things and they have a lot of what we call trekisms, in like little innuendos or like names or whatever things that we just talk about in the workplace that I think can really like relate and work in so many ways outside of the workplace Mm -hmm. Um, and that we actually have big books are kind of like we call them brand books. I'm not sure if actually there's a different name for them, but they're basically really nice like coffee table books but flipping through them it kind of tells the story of Trek and it tells the story of like how we were founded and our founders because we started as a very small business and now we are like a larger corporation but still with a mom and pop kind of small feel which is great best of both worlds in my viewpoint and there's just so many things and so each page it kind of like goes through certain things or certain rules for Trek or just certain things and like they're funny rules like one of the pages is like no assholes and where are like attracted literally like we just we don't hire assholes and we also don't serve assholes. And they were very blatant of like, you know, to an extent we agree that the customer's right, but also to an extent like we take care of our employees yeah. and you're not going to come into our store like acting belligerent and we're not going to like cater to you. So like no assholes. And I really like that. Like and that. just like there's so many other ones. But the one that I wanted to bring up today, because it's kind of been something that I've talked to a lot of different people about recently. Um, because it's just kind of coming up. And so I kind of wanted to talk about it for anybody else who kind of needs to hear this or wants to think about it in a different way. One of their truckisms is um we have like an awesome bus. And we also have like a sparkling mini bus. Like I don't there's they have a thing with buses, which I also think is a weird coincidence mm-hmm. that I, you know, started working for Trek. Because of my ex, my ex used to work at Trek and then I started working at Trek, but they have a thing with buses and then like I wanted bus life and yeah. like, I don't know, it just kind of all, it's, it's all it interesting to me, together. but they have a thing with buses and um, their whole saying is like, everyone has a seat on the bus
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that's just the saying itself. But when we break it down, I thought it was kind of. Just beautiful. And I think that the company does a really good job of actually practicing what they preach because a lot of places they'll like, you know, give you all these rules in their handbook and like here's what we stand for. And then you start working there and you're like, I don't see it. <laughs> yeah. Like, when are you doing this? Why how does this work? Um, and I think that's one of the things that I see a lot working for truck and that I've used outside of my life is everyone has a seat on the bus. And what that means is there's a place for everyone specifically again if we're talking about trek writing this there's always there's a place for everyone at trek like everybody can work here we have a spot for you kind of thing but again yeah. in life it's like you belong and there is a seat for you everywhere but you might not be in the right seat oh. and so treks mo is trying to get people in the right seat and so everybody has a seat on the bus and we're trying to get you to where you should be because some okay. people might be seated. Like you get your, you know, seat assignment on the bus in middle school and you're like, you're in row 12. Like that's where you're sitting. And you're just kind of like, I just don't feel right here. I know I feel out of place here. I feel like I'm not with other people that are like me and, or just little things like that. And they're like, okay, let's move you to row three. Like, let's sit you with these folks. And you're like, okay, I like this much better. And it's of course not about just seating, but it's like trying to find where you belong in life and in the company but like in life that is playing to your strong suits and your strengths and not your quote-unquote weaknesses but we call them opportunities because nothing is a weakness it's just an opportunity for growth um and so everybody has a seat on the bus we're just trying to find out where you belong because someone may you know come into the company as a salesperson because most people get hired first as a salesperson because we are just that's the we're sales (laughs) but there's a lot of other positions within trek but everybody kind of starts there because that's usually what you're you think you're good at you're that's what you want to do but part of like leadership's um i guess responsibilities is kind of like looking out for stuff like that like noticing when people either are not being you know used to their full potential or like we're not utilizing their strong suits or we're trying to for example judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree yeah. like you're not you're not giving people opportunities to shine and they're not in spaces that they can shine where s- putting someone in a sales position realizing they can't sell and then being like sorry you're not being you're not able to fulfill this job you're fired like mm-hmm they just can't sell. So let's get them into something that they can do. Like everybody has different qualities that they're really good at and strong suits and passions. Like where are those passions? Where do those passions lie? Because if you are feeding into people's passions, they will be happy. And that's kind of what the company believes in, which I love. Like that's something that I'm like, I back a whole wholeheartedly in terms of like getting people in the right seat. And I saw that firsthand with me because I, I, came in as a salesperson Mm -hmm. and I could sell if you like made me sell, but I don't like selling because my viewpoint on sales in general isn't to like get numbers, you know, like I would want people to get things that they need or get like if they can't afford something that I'm like, okay, that's okay. But like just the nature of sales in any industry is like sell, like you're, you know, trying to hit numbers, trying to hit quota, you're trying to like whatever. And that's just not something that I was like good at Mm
1: -hmm.
0: (laughs) because I kind of, sell with my wallet and I'm like I'm broke as fuck so I get it if you can't afford this like <laughs> and they're like Marissa you can't say that <laughs> but they didn't like fire me they were like let's see what you're good at like let's what's your strong suits kind of thing and I didn't even have to talk about it it wasn't um an interview process at all it was again something that the managers were just kind of taking a responsibility on for everybody on their team and they just noticed they're like okay is really good at organization and structure and time management and efficiency and blah 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 so like let's get her on board with helping with event planning and like oh she actually does social media like let's get her on board with helping with social media like let's give her the Instagram password let's let her take pictures let's let her have fun like let's let her do the things that she is good at that will in turn obviously help us versus like forcing me to do something that I wasn't necessarily good at and if I wasn't performing to those standards then I was just out. Instead, they they flipped it and they were like, okay, you're not in the right seat. You're in sales right now. It's not where you belong. It's not your mm-hmm. strong suits. So let's get you in a different aisle, different seat. And then I really started to flourish. And then they're like, wow, like we have this whole thing and um, let's do this and let's do this. And now let's do Sensi." And like, so I've kind of taken on so many things just from doing what I do best and like being me, yeah. but also working for a company that sees that and values that and values its employees enough to work with them and to get them in the right seat rather than trying to mold people into the seats that are already made is to make seats for the people that fit them best. I like that.
1: I've heard the phrase like everyone has a seat on the bus before in a completely different way and I've never heard it with like everyone has like a seat get them in like their right seat and I really like that idea and I can think of it as like a counselor like every counselor is very different everyone has their own modalities or their own specialties like some people are um trauma-informed counselors some people specialize in play therapy some people do a lot of psychodynamic like some people do sex counseling like lots of different things and you have to kind of find like your niche and what you're good at and when you're in that position like that's where you flourish the most yeah like everyone that comes into this field is so passionate about it and they all want to be like I guess on the bus and it's figuring out like where they fit and like what fits with their style to find their seat on the bus I guess
0: yeah I can also I know it's not the same exact thing but i think it's important to differentiate for example like equality versus equity yeah and i kind of think of it that way where equality is like everyone has a seat on the bus Mm -hmm. we're all equal here But equity is taking into account that we're not all equal. Even if you give everybody a seat on the same bus, we're all walking onto that bus with different backgrounds, different knowledges, different upbringings, different social statuses, different economic statuses, like everything. So like we are not equal and it's important to recognize those things because that is what makes people special that is their strong suits like those are powers those aren't like weaknesses so i think like with equality versus equity like everyone has a seat on the bus equality mm-hmm. equity is we're going to get you in the right seat yes. we're going to make sure that you are shining and that you are thriving and i think that's important
1: i really like that yeah everyone deserves the opportunities that they need to be able to flourish in any capacity that they can
0: yeah and i think that was something really important to me like i said i've i've simply left jobs just because the character and moral values of the company just Mm -hmm. aren't good for me and i that's just something really important to me because i wouldn't say i'm necessarily anti-corporation but i prefer small businesses as everybody knows i like prefer local i prefer just small yeah. But if I had to work for a co- like a corporation and you know something big I still want there to be good values in that company and it actually trickled down like it's one thing for the CEO to say this is what we stand for but then in the shop level you don't see it but that's something that I'm able to see happening with me but also with other people and like I I love it and that's something that, like I've been able to like get behind just even that one saying but again we have like a whole book of just all these sayings mm-hmm. that i love telling people and it's so funny because i'm like yeah they're like Trekisms. but i don't know if it's like my background of course or me just trying to like think of them differently but even everything that i've read it hits me more just because i can i can pull that out of trek i can be like i'm not even talking about inside the shop but everyone has a seat on the bus everybody has strong suits and yeah. like i just i love it and it makes me like so excited and helps you be passionate because it's also encouraging to have people back you and not even just in like a job setting but of course like if I wanted to do something and I'm like these are my strong suits this is what I love to do and then someone's like well you can't you have to do this yeah and then it's like you're just sucking all the life out of someone where instead you could encourage them and help them and like yeah like you said like let them flourish and like it's going to be mutually beneficial for literally everyone involved if you pour into your employees as a business they will pour back into you and if you are like maintaining their quality of life and like letting them have a good work-life balance and letting them pursue their own passions inside the work and outside the work like Mm -hmm. you are you're building such a strong business like model with like your employees being the focus of it
1: yeah absolutely I don't know I'm like trying to think of how this would like apply to where I am now and I think I'm very fortunate in like as a counselor you have the freedom to kind of like do your own hobbies and set your own schedules and do those kinds of things but I think that's what's like great about this field I guess is there is that importance on like figuring out what you want to do and like succeeding and allowing yourself that freedom to be happy and have all the things that you need which is nice. Hmm.
0: I think another little one that again I've taken so far out of Trek mm-hmm. is one of their other little rules is just like no excuses and it sounds very like rudimentary like I think of it with like middle school and high school sports you know just being like get it done you got it like no excuses just you know whatever Mm -hmm. but I like the way that they kind of take it and it's it's really instilled a sense of like independence in me and my role like they really value people taking the initiative and like owning their role like so many people have said that all the time like just own it like it's yours so do it how you think it would be done and like we trust you and like that's so crazy to have in a workplace and maybe maybe not like maybe there's tons of people listening to this being like my job does that and that's fucking great but not everywhere I've worked have been like own your role like we we Mm. trust you enough to do your job that's why we hired you (laughs) so fucking groundbreaking (laughs) but like we hired you because we trust you so do your job do it how you think it should be done like at the end of the day like something else that they've always said is just like as long as you have a reason, like if for whatever reason, something and my, my job's not that bad because I just do social media, for example, but let's say I posted something and maybe they were like, I don't really like that post. Why did you post that? And I'd be like, oh, because of X, Y, Z. Then at the end of the day, like, that's all they care. They're like, own it enough that you have a reason behind it. And like, you can stand behind the decisions that you've made and you'll never get in trouble. Like, you're never going to be like, why would you do that? Like, you're getting written up. You know, this isn't like a good thing to do or blah, blah, blah. Like, I I like that aspect too like they really encourage like exploration and just like finding out and like trying something new and failing like they love failing and we've talked about that too like I love failing I love trying something and realizing it doesn't fucking work and then changing gears Mm -hmm. and you're not punished for that Where I feel like sometimes in other jobs it's like if it wasn't a success or if it wasn't working right away like it's bad and it's really giving you the independence and the encouragement and like the like self confidence i think to like to own it and to be like damn i can do this and i think even my job and with the way that they do that it's helped a lot with my like imposter syndrome because there's plenty of times like i'd want to do something and i'd have to double check with 10 people and i'd be like do you think this is a good idea like should i do this like what do you guys think and again time and time again being met with just own it just do it like yeah. if you think it's good do it like we'll tackle it later do it and now i don't ask anymore and I trust myself and I'm like, I got this, like I'm in this role because I earned it and I can do it. And like, this is my seat on the bus and like, I'm where I'm supposed to be. I'm thriving. I'm happy. Like just do it. And I think that it's, it's helped me a lot with, with little things outside of the job. So now I like trust myself with other decisions and Mm -hmm. I'm like taking a chances on myself in my real life where I really wouldn't have before. And realizing that, I am where I'm supposed to be. Like I am in the seat in my bus. And maybe if I'm not in the exact seat, but I'm in a good seat right now. And then maybe I will change seats, you know, two years in the future just because things change and people change. Like I'm not planted where I'm supposed to be. It's like an open invitation for like growth in my personal life that I've realized, but also in my job. Like sometimes when you get in sales, it's like, well, you're sales. And then you could be, you know, sales manager. Mm Mm-hmm. And maybe store manager, but then that's it. That's all you got. <laughs> like, but like the opportunities are really endless because, like, it's whatever seat I'm supposed to be in, and whatever's yeah mutually beneficial for the company, of course, because it's still it's still a business at the end of the day. But like, yeah. at, they've been really, I think, innovative in that. I haven't seen that really in a job in. And as authentically as I've seen it again, like I've I've heard it time and time again or like you read missions and values all the time of jobs, but like I've never seen it firsthand as I do with my job right now.
1: Yeah, I don't love the phrase no excuses, but I like how you explained it of like trust your judgment and be firm in like the decisions that you make. I really like that. yeah.
0: And that's how they do it because it isn't it's not like the no excuses get it done like Mm -hmm. grit just pull it like pull yourself up by the bootstraps like they're not trying to be like that but they're just like just do it like just make a choice there's no like making a choice is better than not making the choice and everybody will trust your choice if you can stand behind your decision if you can say like I did this because of this perfect but if you're like well I, I don't know I just then yeah like maybe that's an opportunity of growth like we just need to work on like all of those things but like you're still not gonna get in trouble for it per se but like their whole thing of just yeah just get it done like trust yourself and get it done ask the people that you need to for like help but yeah like trust yourself but mm. everybody's here to to assist you but like own your role and get it done and like I liked that it kind of yeah I just instilled some like some confidence
1: I do really like that and I think it's important in like any field or any job you work just to like make the decisions and feel confident in what you're doing with that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, I've I, as I've said before, there's been jobs that I've made decisions that are for the better of the things that I was doing. So like, mm-hmm. for example, coaching, like if I was cheerleading coach, like making a decision that was the best for my athletes and then being met with like, not exactly like, a punishment but being like you can't do that or whatever I'm like these kids like what do you mean or and it's obviously I'm not going to go into like specifics because I don't want to like talk about the company or anything like that but it I've just seen not that in jobs and that's where I'm like I can't get behind it like if your mo as a business and again every business's mo is to make money I know that like it's not going to work unless you're profiting duh but if your mo is money above anything else I can't back it like you have to be for me you have to be like a business that's for your your customers or for your athletes or for your employees or whatever and like I don't think that they understand even just the psychology behind that where I'm like if you do realize that if you take care of your people they will take care of you and your business will flourish
1: (laughs) yeah absolutely
0: like it's it's simple just taking care of people they will want to come to work they will do a good job at work and then you will keep those people. You're not going to have a, a rotating staff every three months because mm-hmm. the people hate their lives and everybody wants to quit. And then you have to constantly train people and then customers aren't getting a good experience because you have new people all the time and nobody knows what the fuck's going on versus yeah, like pouring into your employees where they want to stay there because they're enjoying their time. They want to learn. They want to grow in their roles. They want to continuously like get better and they feel encouraged and then you're going to have good experiences from your employees to your customers and then the customers are going to have a good time and they're going to keep coming back like yeah I just like where I don't know where some of these businesses are like missing that I'm like just just be nice to your employees one but like literally there's so many other things that of course they could do but I'm like if you just if
1: you're just just one pizza party goes a long way yeah they will want to come back and bring people that will also want to work and like I can't there are so many times like when I used to work at a country club like friend groups worked there because one person would get a job there and they enjoyed it so then they would get their friends to go and then they enjoyed it and Mm -hmm. like people continuously kept wanting to work at that place like same when I worked at Ohio State like people Mm -hmm. enjoyed it so they brought other people with them and if you're not like kind to your employees and giving them space and all that stuff like you're not gonna succeed necessarily
0: yeah you're not going to bring more people in and then the people that are there are going to leave and then you're going to be falling flat on your face. Absolutely. Yeah. So So, I I think that, I mean, again, I love that you haven't had any like terrible experiences with like work or like not feeling like where you're supposed to be, but there's definitely been other jobs where I've either felt like I'm, I don't want to say overqualified because I don't want it to come across like boasty but like there's definitely been times where I'm like I feel like I could I could do a little bit more but like there was no opportunity to or then you feel like I'm maybe overqualified where I'm like I'm way over my head and but then you're stuck because you got hired into it and like little things like that and I, I feel like with that matter of fact mindset within jobs of like, you know, this is the job posting, you get hired and you either do the job or you're out. I think you are, you could be missing out on a lot of great people that are good at other things Yeah. and moving them around within your company and being like, oh, I see that you're not really the best for this, you know, executive director role, but I think you'd be great as like the marketing assistant. Like, let's move you over here. Like, let's create this whole new role for you mm. because, that would be awesome. And that's what Trek did. You know, I, me did not exist. I don't exist anywhere else. It's just little old me here in Columbus and handling my district, doing something that no other district has. And they created that because they're like this, there's an opportunity here. The perfect person has walked in to fill this opportunity. Let's fucking run with it. And it was like, it's obviously worked out and it's been great. But like a lot of companies wouldn't necessarily do that. I think another saying this one's not a Trekism, but I heard this from someone and I forget who but someone said that people fuck I'm gonna like butcher it I don't even know what the saying is but the the essence of the saying is that people get hired into or they get promoted basically to a position that they can't handle Mm -hmm. and I I don't remember the saying because the saying actually makes it sound so much better (laughs) than how I'm making it sound because I was really confused when I heard it and then some they explained it to me where it's basically like you do your job well you get promoted you do your job well you get promoted you do your job well you get promoted but you're only going to get promoted until you're bad at your job and then you don't get promoted anymore and then you're stuck at a position that you're not good at because you got promoted because you were good at the one before but that doesn't mean you're good at the next one but a lot of companies also don't really like you know i don't want to say demoting because you shouldn't look at it like that but like demoting someone so if i was a good salesperson and then they made me sales manager and mm-hmm. then they're like wow you're awesome let's make you store manager so now i'm store manager and they're like damn is like they can't she can't do it like she's not really good at this she was really good at sales but she's just not good at managing a team and like a store which makes sense yeah. because sales skills don't aren't always transferable to like running a whole team and running a store and i think that's something that happens within businesses too is like you kind of get promoted like just vertically rather than kind of like
1: moving
0: jumping around around into positions that you would be good at because those skills aren't always transferable and so yeah you're gonna keep getting promoted until you really can't handle that position anymore and then either you get fired or you're staying there and you're not thriving in that position and I think that was like an interesting thing that I was told. And then I started mm-hmm. seeing that in all my jobs and like people where I'm like, oh yeah, I see that. Like my store manager at this old job, I'm like, they're not very good at it, but they used to be a good shift manager. Yeah. What happened? And it's like, well, they were good at shift, so they promoted them. But being good at shift doesn't mean you're good at store. And now they're stuck there being not good at this position. And their only out is to be demoted or get fired. Or stay there and, like, hate your life. And I'm like, damn, that's kind of, like, a pessimistic way to look at it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: is, yeah. But it's a good point of, like, I don't know, sometimes the job, like, above, per se, of the one that people are at, the requirements are different and you can't just promote someone into it because they're good at what they do now.
0: hmm Yeah. And again, it, looking at people... And their strong suits and their opportunities for growth and getting them on the right seat on the bus Mm -hmm. rather than trying to just fill positions on a chessboard, for example, or like fill things like, oh, we need a store manager. Oh, this girl's great. Let's get her in there. And it's like, well, you know, is that really their seat? Like, should we analyze the person before the position? I think is something that is important. And then you're really going to start filling the roles properly when you look at the people instead of the roles. When you just say, like, I need a store manager, let's take my sales manager from somewhere. Like, they have to be good. Let's just throw her in there. Like, yeah, it's not always the case. Like, those skills aren't always transferable. And maybe that person doesn't even want to fucking do that. (laughs) But instead, sitting down with someone being like, hey, this position has opened up we've thought about you doing it how do you feel about it one just seeing if that's something that they're interested in Mm -hmm. and then really analyzing their strengths and their weaknesses and being like would you be able to handle this and it's okay if not like if you that's something that you're interested in we'll work on growing you to get there but also not moving someone up too quickly will also help with like burnout and like a revolving door of employees and making sure that like all of a sudden someone's not just like in charge of everything and then they're like falling flat on their face because they weren't trained properly or they weren't prepared or they weren't they don't have the support to to do that yeah and I definitely
1: I guess going back to my jobs I have worked also like a little bit of everything and like when I say I've never I don't know felt out of place at a job that doesn't mean that like it was all sunshine and rainbows but I think I have a different outlook of like everything I've done has gotten me to where I am. So I'm thankful for it and I enjoyed it, but definitely like I have had jobs where like when I worked in sales, um, it was like a revolving door of managers Mm -hmm. and other coworkers. And I remember, I think I had seven different managers of two years that I worked there Mm -hmm. seven or eight. Um, because like they just couldn't keep people there and the people that were there either would get fired or go somewhere else that was offering better pay or better hours or things like that or people that would get promoted didn't always fit the role and that kind of stuff's hard and you got to really like look Mm -hmm. at who is the best fit
0: versus like what they're currently doing I guess or just to fill a role like yeah people think that like we just need a body you don't just need a body you need someone that's going to fit the role well. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're just going to be going through a lot of bodies. Like, literally, when I worked at Starbucks, I had four store managers in the year, in a couple months that I worked there.
1: Yeah.
0: And I'm like, this is absolutely insane. Like, maybe we should take a look at the business model and why you have a revolving door of store managers. And then that is causing a revolving door of your baristas. Like, yeah. let's take a look at it. And, I, yeah, I just think that, like, that stuff isn't always... The first thing on businesses' minds, because again, they're there to make money. And if they like, time is money to them. So they're like, I just need a body. We'll train them when they get there. But like not noticing the adverse effects of like everyone around them. And another saying that I've always heard in the workplace is like people quit bosses, not jobs. Yes. And a lot of the times, yeah, like management is the most important thing that is going to make it or break it for your employees. Not so much the actual company you're working for, not so much like what the big name is on the, you know, the Mm -hmm. door. It's who is running that location is what's going to make people quit and how they run it and how they feel. Because if that person doesn't feel supported, because it all gets, you know, trickled down from the top down. So, If that store manager does not feel supported from someone above them, their district manager or something, then they're not going to be able to support their employees. And then their employees are going to be hating their lives and they're going to quit. And then like the store manager is going to be more stressed out because they're learning losing employees. And it's like this whole domino trickle effect. Yeah, it's very true. I don't know. I guess I've
1: never ever I've quit all of my jobs and I've never quit one because of a boss. I've only quit because of the job and because of circumstances that. Made me leave the job. Oh, so interesting. I never quit because of a boss. Like I've always quit because like I'm going to college or I'm moving or I'm. Oh, I mean, okay, that's different. <laughs> else or things like that. Yeah, like I've never quit because of a boss. So that's where I'm like I'm probably a bad outlook. That's on good. This. Yeah, and even the place where I had like seven or eight bosses, like half of them were chill and I liked half of them. The other half I didn't really like, but that was fine. But like I was there to yeah. make money and leave because I was in high school and so it didn't really matter to me at the time but I don't think I could deal with that now
0: I've quit like I think two jobs kind of like how we mentioned before because of like their values and I could see Mm -hmm. them like not at play and I'm like yeah I just don't like the company but most of them have been because of my bosses where I'm just like I can't work for you anymore like you are a terrible person and you make me hate my life, and I can't do this. (laughs) And I've always loved Mm -hmm. my coworkers, and even, like, the customers. Like, I can, I've always been in, like, customer service in some capacity, and customers fucking suck, okay? I get it. Mm -hmm. Like, working at a coffee shop, you get angry people waiting on their coffee. Even just working at, like, a clothing store, you got angry people or people who don't fold the shirts or just, like, people who have no care in the world for anybody oh else other God. than themselves yeah
1: they're so mean sometimes
0: but I can I can live with that you know I can have someone yell at me and then I'll just look at my coworker and be like wow and we're just gonna laugh about it and be yeah. fine and but like bosses but like having a terrible work experience is what is gonna make people leave and I've, I've seen that yeah with me and I'm glad that you have not had terrible bosses <laughs>
1: no but the customer thing made me think of I was a contact tracer for the health department once once in a lifetime and I told I would have to call people and tell them that they have COVID and they had to quarantine <gasps> and at the time it was in a very um anti-COVID town I guess is the best way to word mm-hmm. it. and so I would call people and be like I hate to tell you this but like you have COVID you need to quarantine or you've been in contact with someone who has COVID and they would cuss me out mm-hmm. and like scream uh, at me and be like say the most like profanity terrible things and i would just sit on this phone because it was like work from home and i'd be like okay i so i am guess i'm marking you down as not quarantining like what do you want me to do i can't undo someone getting sick like yeah like this is not my fault (laughs) literally and like people can be so customers can be so mean but i don't know yeah i would quit for the customers i would quit if customers were mean to me
0: we need to have an episode of customer service horror stories. Oh my god, yeah. Because I've had, I'll say one, and then we need to save some. But like, my first job was working at McDonald's, and I remember, I don't exactly remember what we made, whether it was a smoothie or because we used to have really good smoothies. We used to have a pomegranate smoothie at McDonald's, and it was my favorite thing in the entire world. And now we don't have it, and I don't think we've had it since like 2012. But it was delicious. We had smoothies, we had milk flurries. I don't remember what I made this person, and I didn't even make it i was just the person handing it out the window Mm -hmm. and it was made wrong and this person literally threw it at me threw it at me through the window and it exploded all over me and i'm like to do that kind of stuff astounds me (laughs) exactly i it baffled me and i was like first of all you you saw because he was looking at me and looking through the window you saw another girl hand it to me and then i handed it to you so not that you should be throwing it at anyone but why throw it at me i didn't even make it (laughs) I just handed it to you literally and you could have been very politely oh my gosh I ordered this instead this is not correct like what goes through people's minds where their first instinct is to chuck a smoothie at a 15 year old McDonald's I know like these are like children you're throwing stuff at a child (laughs) like what literally like I remember I just like I mean, I held it together in front of him because I would never let a man see me cry. Yeah. But I, then he walked, he like drove off or whatever, and then I started to tear up. And then the next car came by and I had to just like suck it up and keep fucking working. And I was like, this is terrible.
1: It is terrible. People are so rude to workers. Like, people are so rude to workers.
0: And that's, I can tell. I can tell in a millisecond if you've ever worked customer service before. And that's something. We've talked about with like non negotiables is like dating and stuff. Mm -hmm. I always pay attention to how people treat customer service workers, hostess, servers, anybody that you come into contact with that is doing a job. I am like so hyper vigilant because that means so much to me of how you treat people in general, but treat customer service workers. Absolutely. Like, I don't
1: control how your food is made, I don't control. Like, if certain things come out to you, I can't control the shoe sizes that we have. In the, like, I can't control those things. And if you're rude to me and mean to me about that, like, you obviously have never worked a customer service job. Yep.
0: Yeah. I think that I don't want it to turn. And obviously, this episode's pretty much already over. So, we already did. We talked a lot about, you know, jobs. <laughs> but, I mean, a lot of our listeners are, you know, older and like us and either starting careers, or already in careers, thinking about careers, like, I think it's important to kind of just touch on that, like, you can have a really good job and have good experiences like Alexis. And then it's also normal to have terrible experiences yeah. and want to quit your job because they're mean like me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I feel like I would end this with saying that just like in relationships, I would tell you not to settle. Mm-hmm. And... If it's important to you, don't compromise. And you yeah. kinda have to make non negotiables for your work life too. Like what are you willing to put up with? What is your work life balance? What do you want to like do in your job? Like, does, you know, the missions and values of the job matter? Like, do they not? Like you have to decide all of those for yourself. But I would say don't settle because yeah. this is your job. And like you're spending, you know, forty hours a week there, like damn near half of your life. You should also enjoy your job. It is a job, so it's gonna be work, duh. But like I don't think You should sacrifice your mental health and sanity for a paycheck. I think you can find a job that you like and that likes you. And obviously, it's not as easy as just like, I'm going to quit and go find a new job. Like, it it takes time. I understand. And especially right now and stuff. But I would just say, make those lists and start kind of like thinking about things and seeing if you're happy and if you think you should kind of switch careers.
1: I am going to reemphasize that. Of not settling because I think that the reason I have enjoyed most, if not all of my jobs is because I did not settle on the job that I had. Like I would only apply to ones that I knew I would enjoy at the time. And I would only go to interviews for ones that I was excited about. And I would never settle on what I was taking. And I think that's why I have had such good experiences. So definitely, that's great. Fight for what you deserve. Do something that you're mm. going to love and don't give up.
0: Yeah. And I will say, especially when I'm younger, like when I really did hop around, Mm -hmm. I think it was because I didn't already have those non-negotiables in place. Like I was kind of just like, I need a job. So I would work somewhere and then realize like, wow, this isn't a good fit. So I still got to kind of the same end goal as you, but I think it Mm -hmm. obviously helped and saved a whole bunch of time and headache to go into it. Like you already, like, this is what I want. This is what I'm enjoying. This is what I'm excited about. That's what I'm going to interview for versus me being like, I need money. I need a job get a job and then being like wow I fucking hate this let me quit my job let's do it again
1: (laughs) yeah but also when I was like 15 or 15 and a half whenever you can get a job in Ohio and I did get my first job I went into it with like I still want to do a job that I'm going to enjoy and that's why I ended up working at a shoe store because I love shoes and I would buy shoes and like so even when I did need money because like I had to pick make car gas payments all that stuff like I still I don't know
0: yeah yeah well, that's what I'm saying is like, I wish I would have done it like you, like still having those non-negotiables before. Like I would think about all the things after I already had the job and being like, oh, this doesn't, this is not yeah. a good fit <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> rather than thinking about it beforehand and being strategic when I was applying and stuff like that. Um, I think, you know, to each their own. I've, I've learned, everybody learns along yeah. the way. So I'm not also upset. You said all of those things brought you to where you are now. So you don't regret any of them. I don't either. I've learned a lot from my experiences in all my mm-hmm. jobs. So like, I love it, but I definitely would have saved myself a lot of headache if I have yeah. like <laughs> set out to be like, "Hey, I want this kind of job that's going to do this for me, that pays this much, Absolutely. that I'm going to love, that I'm going to be happy in, that I'm excited to go to, that values me." And then I probably would have like, you know,
1: found something a lot sooner. <laughs> yeah. And also like it's hard because you have to take what you can get sometimes, and that's okay. And like sometimes jobs do suck and like you're stuck there, but like Try to make the most of what you can and find something that is Mm -hmm. a better fit when you have the availability to. But don't get down on yourself if, like, you're in a shitty job right now and you can't leave because, like, that's real and that happens. Mm -hmm. And we get it. Yeah. Yeah. Real life. Okay, so the quote today is, even in the mystery, there's a brave new chance to be.
0: Hmm. I like that when a door closes another one opens yeah
1: and like even if you don't know what tomorrow brings like there's something new and exciting and you can be whatever you want to be tomorrow you know
0: like, yeah. mm-hmm. I think that's what is new and exciting is the fact that it's new and exciting and you you don't know instead yeah. if you went to bed every night knowing exactly what was going to happen the next day would you be excited no no yeah, oh. so like that's the the mystery is the excitement. Like the mystery is the like the fun part of it.
1: Yeah, embrace the change, embrace the new, embrace the scary stuff. Ooh, very spooky Halloween themed. Love yeah. it. <laughs> also, speaking of mystery, um, everyone join our Discord. I'm gonna throw it out again because we're reading a mystery <gasps> book this month. Oh my month. gosh! So a good girl's guide to murder. Mm-hmm. I've already read past where i'm supposed to read for alexa don't look at me like you haven't started the book yet we're in two different areas with this book right now we can just put it together and be meet in the middle
0: or exactly okay. what we're supposed to be yeah join the discord join the book club fourth wing was amazing everybody so already great. pre-ordered it and i feel like they will riot if we don't read it in november i know <laughs> that's
1: true yeah
0: But we're reading Good Girl's Guide to Murder this month for mystery, spooky season, October. And I guess we'll see what happens in all the other months because we're going to jump around and read different stuff. I'm excited. Yes, ma'am. Me too. But I guess I will close
1: it out. And thank you guys for listening. Thank you for being here with us today. And I hope everyone enjoyed their hammock today. Getting to see the pretty leaves change and the cool crisp air. Maybe have a little like... uh, apple spice something with you in this moment
0: yeah i need a hot apple apple cider
1: i have apple cider in the fridge and i was gonna go warm it up after this because we've been
0: talking about i don't have any i need it cohen's never been to trader joe's and i want to take him to trader joe's in the fall because trader joe's in the fall is elite
1: yeah he has to go what the heck oh my god speaking of
0: fall have you seen gilmore girls not all the way through. Oh. I think I've seen a couple episodes. Okay. Well,
1: Omar's never seen Gilmore Girls. So we started it on the first day of fall and we've been watching Gilmore Girls every day to get into the fall vibes.
0: I forget who had me watching it with them, but I've seen it to the point that like, and I don't remember everybody's names or anything like that, but Rory was into some boy and then... She's always into some boy. There's another boy. I know. But yeah. I'm like, it's in like, I think just the first season. So like, I know, I know the gist and I know like... okay, But I've never seen it, seen it, so that's fair that's fair it feels
1: very fall to me like it's a fall show Mm -hmm. i can't watch it at any other point of the year
0: so hmm yeah everybody watch gilmore girls absolutely we started gilmore girls discord i can't i can can all all chat track of one discord at a time (laughs) 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 time. barely we need our our discord king omar
1: (laughs) we need his help oh my god okay well